Wednesday, November 8th, and here we go. Welcome back to the Damon Bruce Show here on The Plus. So good to see you. Thank you for coming on back. We got ourselves a very interesting basketball game tonight. We got generational MVP talents. Couldn't be two more different dudes who do it in more different ways. And if you believe that styles make fights, we're set up for a hell of a fight tonight in Denver between the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. I mean, we got differences every single place that we look. It is so good to have you back here. Um, if you have been on uh, Twitter, if you have been on Facebook, you've already seen the Plus Mania 2 Electric Boogaloo Thank You video. If you have missed it, it is coming later today. The debut on YouTube is going to happen, the premiere, a little bit later on this afternoon. Um, thanks so much to Just One Joey of Media Media for putting that together, and it really did. It captured how much fun we all had together, and I appreciate all that fun that we had together, and a happy Humo Day to all of you who have officially made this one of the coolest, most interesting chat rooms on the entire interwebs. There is no doubt about that. Uh, we are humbled to have you back once again. And that, that was it. I am boy, I hope you took the under today. That didn't take very long at all. That was a delicious sip of coffee and we are ready to hop into today's show. Generational talents. Like what more do you want? Generational MVP talents are facing off tonight. Unfortunately, there is a little something wrong with the fair fight of this basketball game because Draymond Green, for personal reasons, will not be playing, and Gary Payton II is questionable with an illness. Whatever that is, hopefully Gary gets better. Uh, whatever Draymond is going through, hopefully it is just a small blip on his personal radar and nothing too dramatic is happening there. Um, and it's uh, it's a shame because this is Warriors and Nuggets going off at 7 p.m., California time on ESPN, and uh, and I'm all about this game tonight. I mean, really, you couldn't you couldn't find two positions on a basketball court that are more different than each other than point guard and center, right? Conceptually, um, it would be hard to find two more personalities who are different than Curry and Jokic. And even though Steph Curry is a lot more like reluctant to be the pitch man or the the person who is representing the team that he's asked to be, he's a good soldier, man. Steph will step in front of the microphone because it's handed to him, and he understands that he is a face of a franchise, and he has that responsibility. You know, if you're going to pay him millions of dollars to represent a product, he'll do that too. But Steph isn't a, you know, put the camera on me. Let me grab that microphone. I want to talk to everyone as much as possible. Like, he's not Draymond Green in terms of, I can't wait to host my own podcast one day. You know what I mean? Like, Steph really is more stoic than, than he presents because he will do that NBA promo for the in-season tournament, and he will record anything needed to make the team look better or represent them the right way at the press conference, where Jokic is completely uninterested in playing nice with anyone with a microphone. He just isn't bothered to, to even try. I mean, there is no performance in Nikola Jokic. This is the guy who wished the championship parade could have been scheduled a little faster so he could just hightail it out of there. I mean, they're two very, very different guys. But the similarity between the two might even be easier to see than the differences, which are very easy to see. The similarity is we have two all-time 
defining, redefining, putting franchise on the map level talent in Steph Curry and Nikola Jokic. These guys changed the arc of their franchises. And with their double MVPs, what we got here tonight are four of the last nine MVPs on the court. And really, it should be five. And the extra MVP probably doesn't deserve to go to Steph as much as it did Nikola Jokic, who should have been named MVP for the third year in a row, winning it over Embiid last year. Joel Embiid is a complete and utter false prophet, very good basketball player, but as a leader, as the most valuable player in this league, he is a false prophet. Again, if all of your, if if a lot of your gaudy number comes from the free throw line, you're basic. Um, Nikola Jokic is a wizard with a basketball. He can pass like a point guard. Steph Curry, obviously, he does that too because he is a point guard. But we're watching one of the single greatest interior fundamentally sound players of all time take on tonight in Steph Curry, one of the single greatest... I don't know if the word is fundamentally sound for Steph Curry because he's just his own man. And there's no one who plays like him and there's no one who really plays like Jokic. And that alone is going to make this game incredibly interesting tonight. And again, unfortunately, Draymond is out for personal reasons, which hopefully, you know, are not uh, severe in any way. And, uh, you know, Gary Payton II, it's a tough night to miss two of your straight up best on-ball defenders uh, when you're playing. Now, Jamal Murray is out with a hamstring. So that maybe makes this still a doable game for the Warriors. But the truth is, the game plan was, it's real simple. You need Draymond and Looney, and there's no Draymond tonight, but you need those guys to get the ball out of Joker's hands. And you just pick your poison anywhere else. Like, make, let him make his great passes. Let that guy, uh, you know, just be the point center that he is. And, and hopefully other guys are missing shots. Like, that's how you go about playing the Nuggets. And those other guys' missing shots are fewer and fewer between. And look, the Nuggets are 7-1 and one so far this season. They're unbeaten on the road, or they're unbeaten at home. The Warriors are 5-1 and one on the road this season. So you got a good road team against the best home team and maybe the hardest home court advantage remaining in all the sports because of altitude or however the airport is far away from, you know, it's just a pain in the ass to get to Denver. It's well-documented. Nobody likes it. Um, Warriors, you know, in, in spite of the Gary Payton, the second illness and Draymond not being there, everyone else is healthy. That's good. Everyone else should be rested after the team split back to backs in uh, Cleveland and Detroit. And, the story that both teams are absolutely telling this season is we're more than our starting five. And that's why the Denver Nuggets are probably going to repeat as NBA champions because their bench, which was really the only kind of weak spot that they had, doesn't seem to be that anymore. It feels like the Nuggets are the easiest to argue devoid of weak spot team possibly in the NBA. And they're doing this w with guys who are not household names. You know, Christian Braun and and Peyton Watson and and Julian Strother are are not household names. Strother, the rookie who just put twenty one on the pace or the Pelicans. Um, he, look, if if he's going to do that with regularity, and again, he's a rookie, you're not going to count on do anything with regularity yet. But uh, the Nuggets are better. They're deeper, and they can play. 
they got a system, they got a winning formula that worked all the way to an NBA title, and it doesn't seem that they've forgotten that. It seems that they've gotten better. Meanwhile, uh, for the Warriors to really compete tonight, and the reason why I think the Warriors probably lose tonight is without Draymond Green, you're going to need someone else to really step up. And that someone else in this instance needs to be Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins has been awful. I mean, really awful so far this year. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, Wiggins, I saw this stat pushed out. Uh, He's been killing the team. He's currently shooting 18% from three. And he actually ranks second worst in NBA box score plus minus at 9.6. I mean, the guy is not playing any defense. He is a suck hole on offense. He is shooting a shot. He does not shoot with regularity and he's not using his athleticism to get to the rim or to rebound in a way that would help the Warriors win. It's amazing. The Warriors have the record that they do with Andrew Wiggins straight up, both thumbs up his own ass mode to begin the year. And that's what he's been. He's been terrible. And Uh, You know, it's hard for me to just assume like, oh, tonight he's going to bring it. I I don't I don't trust Andrew Wiggins to be fired up to play anything like I'm going to have to see him fired up to play in the NBA finals again in the NBA finals before I'm just going to assume that's going to happen. And the truth is, Warriors will not be reaching an NBA finals without a dialed in Andrew Wiggins. And I don't know if that guy's going to dial in. His athleticism and talent are off the charts. His mentals, I absolutely hate Andrew Wiggins and the way that he is wired mentally. Can't stand it. Really, you know, just it feels like there's an element of apathy that is always just about him. You know, I'm here, you know, here, I'm here tonight. Not really excited about being here tonight. Not thrilled about being here. Hold on, wait a minute. I got. As Jillian walked in the house, I got a Bluetooth situation. Boom. That's off. That's off. I think we good, right? Do we have a little audio gaff there for a second? Now we're good. I think we're golden. I think we're golden. So look, um, I'm not just going to sit here and kick Andrew Wiggins in the teeth, but maybe he sees this and he decides for Damon, I'm going to go out and play hard tonight. Um, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it because the truth is if Andrew Wiggins would just remove both thumbs from his own ass, the vibes on this team are pretty immaculate right now, right? I mean, the Warriors have a feeling about them that just feels good. The vibes are better. The talent feels like it's improved because the athleticism of Moody and Kaminga is really coming into focus and they are being trusted agents and they are giving run. They are big parts of the rotation now, as you hope them to be in year three of their career. And Chris Paul, like Chris Paul, it didn't take him very long for us to win us over. We all got to admit it was fun to root against Chris Paul when you were playing against Chris Paul, but it might not be as satisfying as it is to root for Chris Paul when he's playing for you. Cause this guy, he never turns the ball over. He's making the right decision every single time you look up and he's just been, he's been a stabilizing force. He's been a guardrail and the shots aren't even falling for him yet. 
Like if Chris Paul actually gets to start scoring the ball along with, you know, making all these right decisions, conducting the offense, it's that's how the Warriors go from, hey, they're they're pretty good to, oh my God, they might be, they might have one straight up punch left in them. Um, through the first five games of this year, here's something that blew me away in a stat that I saw. Through the first five games of this year, the Warriors offense actually scored 1.93 more points per 100 possessions without Curry on the floor than with him. In what realm have we ever lived where the Warriors were even a tick, a scotch, an eyelash better with Curry sitting down? I mean, it that world has never existed. And I'm not saying that it is the world you want to live in. You always want to be better with Curry on the court. But the fact that every single element of the Warriors' game plan and ability to compete doesn't evaporate the minute Curry is taking a breather is why this is going so well. It's, it's why it's going so well. Uh, Draymond, uh, it's a, sh- it's a shame. He's not going tonight because he's been playing some, some locked in minutes. Um, I, I like that. He's been more involved offensively, even scoring um, clay. Look, he hasn't shown us his best game yet, and if the Warriors are winning tonight, it's the first time this year Clay gets over the 20-point mark. I mean, Clay's got to have a money night for the Warriors to cash in a victory in a hard-to-win, no-one-has-yet-but-the-Denver-Nuggets environment in Denver tonight. Curry, Clay, got to be incredible, and all I can tell you is Dario Saric is going to have to really put it up from three, and with Draymond out, Trace Jackson Davis, let's see what you got, kid. Like, throw him into the fire. Throw him in. Hey, this is Nikola Jokic. He's the best on the planet right now. Uh, he's your check. Go get him, kid. Seriously. it's Dude, throw him in there. Throw him into the fire, whether he excels or burns at the test he needs. Do it. Play Trace Jackson Davis tonight. I want to see that happen. I really, really do. Uh, we have... Our good friend Ike to thank for not only sponsoring the show, but for serving up delicious sandwiches all over the world these days, it feels like. I see an Ike sandwich picture popping up on my timeline almost every single time I open up Twitter. I thank you for sharing it. I love seeing it. And you're going to love eating anything that my man Ike serves up to you. If you think that sandwich sounds good, order it. It will be. It's just that simple. If it looks good to you, it's going to be great to you. Uh, Download the Ike's Rewards app. Start eating your way towards free sandwiches. Build up points. Uh, The delivery is easy. It is fantastic, and there are all kinds of locations. So wherever you are, chances are there is an Ike's that can get to you out on the West Coast, and it grows like the plus. It grows by the day, by the moment by the sandwich, or in our case, by the show. So thanks, as always, to our very good friend, Ike, for sponsoring the show. And thank you so much to mybookie.ag. You know, I, I, I don't know where you're going to make your bets, 
But mybookie.ag allows you to make the bets you want to make anywhere. It allows you to go in and play a hand of blackjack, a little casino play, because they have an entire casino floor because it's offshore, baby. Mybookie.ag. Use promo code Damon when you sign up for a deposit match of 50% up to $1,000. So there is a reason to play MyBookie. Great odds, great interface. Find out for yourself. Support the channel. I mean, if... If we could have four or five of you who are thinking about, yeah, I want to do a little play this week, if you could sign up today, mybookie.ag using promo code Damon, make a deposit. Oh, man, the engine that is churning over here continues to churn. It continues to grow, and I really do thank you. Your support, again, it's just been absolutely spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Um, We got ourselves football coming quickly. I had to start with some Warriors and Nuggets tonight. I think it's the most interesting game that the Warriors have played this season. It deserved the headline spot. It deserved to be the leadoff story. But we all know it is football season, and it's about to really feel like football season again. Yep. For the 49ers, going to this Jacksonville game. And, you know, there are some people that have said you don't put enough pressure on Brock or you don't evaluate Brock and and you're, you're always giving him a soft landing spot for all of his mistakes. Well, let me tell you how this week goes. Brock Purdy, this Jacksonville game is kind of on you. It really is. For a team that's had trouble getting a running game going. The one place where you can beat Jacksonville is in the air. The Jacksonville Jaguars have a beatable secondary. They're giving up 263 and a half passing yards. That's on average per game, which is the third most in football. Only the Buccaneers and Chargers give up more passing yards per game every game than the Jacksonville Jaguars do. What they do is stop the run. The Jaguars are the third stingiest run defense in football. They allow fewer than 80 yards per game. Now, luckily, so are the 49ers. They're in that group as well. There are only 10 teams in football that are allowing fewer than 20 points per game this season. The Jaguars are one of them. And so are the 49ers. This is going to be a defensive football game that the 49ers need to have their new with Chase Young revamped defense show us what they got. There's This can't be a I'm playing all over the field with my weapons Trevor Lawrence afternoon. It, it can't be. You don't want that to happen. This is a big game for Brock Purdy. There is food to be eaten in that secondary, and Brock's got to go get it. This is this is a big game. This is a really big game. Jaguars defense can play. They got good linebackers everywhere. Uh, Olakun, what's his name? Foyce, 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 Olakun. He's in his sixth year at a Yale. He can play. He's the third leading tackler in football. He is everywhere. They got Josh Allen. They got Devin Lloyd. These are good linebackers. They are 14th in total yardage allowed. Uh, They got a good football team. 
Oh, Trent Baalke built himself a pretty good football team down in Jacksonville. It's the truth, though. They got a pretty good football team. And uh, the 49ers, they want to get that run game going again. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is being held to under four yards per carry for a few too many weeks in a row here now. So get this run game popping, and that's going to be hard to do without Aaron Banks. And Aaron Banks is going to miss the next couple of games, apparently, here. I saw a Cash Anavarenthian uh, report that uh, the Niners, you know, they're going to be without him for the next two games. And this guy, Aaron Banks, is the lowest blown block rate on the 49ers. And among guards in all of football, he is third in the lowest blown block rate. Now, I- I've not talked much about blown block rates because who cares? You know, just find it, put a hat on a hat, make a block. When you have it, are you doing it or are you blowing it? Well, Aaron Banks blows it the least. And he's not going to be there for the next two games, which, you know, it's not great. It's not great. But the 49ers should get this done. They need to get this done. As we said yesterday, just for the mental sake of all of us and them, and keeping the specter of any doubt actually creeping into a season, which began with so much confidence and so much execution. It's a big, big weekend for the 49ers. Uh, Please plan on joining me at the two-minute warning as we get going again. Uh, Post-game and Damon, it's the most aggressive post-game show in America. We don't even wait for the game to end before we start. So join me at the two-minute warning. We'll be up and at it around, what, 115, 120, 130 come Sunday afternoon because it is a 10 a.m. kickoff from Jacksonville for the 49ers. So this is... It is a big one. It is a big game. This is a tone setter right away. And then after that, it's Tampa Bay. After that, it's Seattle. And then after that, it's the toughest game of the year in the Philadelphia Eagles. So here we go. Strap it on. Four big weeks in a row. Big weeks in a row coming up. What else we got going on here today? Oh, this is a story that I, I honestly, this is, this is what happens when you have kids and you're doing something other than on the internet. Cause this is, this is actually an old story, but I want to bring it up because to me, it's really the death of sports journalism. If this is going to become commonplace or something that is reproduced or envied, um, all the way back to the NBA's opening night. Dame Lillard has one of the best opening night performances in basketball. Hey, I'm on a new team history with the Milwaukee Bucks. And ESPN decided to completely misrepresent the actual postgame comments made by Damian Lillard by editing him into a different jersey and using a quote that was actually pulled from the NBA's bubble and passed off live like, I didn't come here to lose, like he's talking about the Bucks. The truth is he was saying that about going to Orlando. I saw this on Awful Announcing. It's the only time in my life where Twitter has been over on the, instead of who you follow, the for you, where it actually paid off. Because if I had not accidentally been on the wrong tab, I would not have seen this. I'm going to read to you right out of Awful Announcing what happened in case you don't know. This is, to me, this is, this is a little disturbing. 
Dame Lillard put up 39 points along with some clutch magic in his Milwaukee Bucks debut. There was plenty of legitimate hype to place on his veteran shoulders, but rather than pull a clip of Lillard's numerous interviews since being traded to Milwaukee or just using highlight footage or post-game sound, ESPN social media team got cooking, and the result was a six-second video that garnered 2.2 million impressions. The clip was not from that night. The clip was not from his Bucks debut. Despite uh, there was a digitally altered Bucks jersey, and he's now wearing it, it was a post-game interview he did on TNT back during the bubble back in Orlando. They edited a Bucks jersey atop of his original Portland Trailblazers jersey, and they even changed the TNT microphone that was in front of him to have an ESPN logo on it. Folks, this is, this is misrepresenting a media moment. And I'm just going to tell you that if you're looking for the death of journalism, you can feel its morbidity all around us. And really, when you think about how this is going to become commonplace in actual news and in so many ways already has, you'd think, well, sports is the one place you don't need to go to just manufacture bullshit. But it looks like that happened. And I, I don't. people should be fired. People should be fired. If I am saying, hey, great game tonight, Dame Lillard, and then I show you a clip where he's talking about, like, I didn't come here to lose, and that's from months ago and you digitally altered it to fit your moment, that means you're no longer covering sports. It means you're trying to tell a story. You're part of the narrative. You're not covering anything. That to me is disgusting. I didn't see this until last night. And I was like, no, really? Yeah, really? And th- that to me is just garbage. That's garbage. You know, journalistic integrity is something that journalists and pillars of journalism need to care about. This can't be just people consuming it caring about it. Passing across and off, intentionally misleading false information, to me, should be a permanent termination-level offense. And the truth is that if there ever is anyone fired in an instant like this happening, it's going to be the lowest employee on the rung of the ladder that you can climb on down and find the blame on. It's never going to be the actual levels of management and eyeballs that had to approve all this in the first place. It's, it's never going to be. It's only the foot soldier that gets it done. This is a problem with the generals. This is a problem with the commodores. Not not you know not not like the commodores, the band, but like the, the admirals. Maybe I shouldn't have gone commodore. But th- this is a top-down problem. And th- to me like I I saw this and I really I couldn't believe it. And by the way, at the end of Club Plus today, We're going to go ahead and hop into, but for a moment, a little Fiesta Politico, because last night was a night where something officially happened in the nation. And because I'm not bound by the uh, total pussies that run radio stations anymore, I get to say whatever I want to 
right here on my own channel. And we will do that, but I'm giving you fair warning. If you are an overly sensitive MAGA Republican who likes this show but needs a safe space, you're going to need a real fucking safe space coming up soon. So just be warned. I've warned you. I've warned you. And I'll warn you again before we get into this. But I'm warning you right now, it's coming. It's coming. So brace thyselves. My Hoosiers didn't cloak themselves in glory, but they won their season opener over, you know, Florida Gulf Coast. And if you ever take out Florida Gulf Coast, you have to do that in Assembly Hall. A little too close for comfort. But, man, they miss Trace Jackson Davis. There is no doubt. I even I was texting Trace last night. And I'm like, you got any eligibility left? Can you get to Bloomington? Can you just hop on a private plane? He's like, I wish, man. He's like, it was great to see those guys. And yes, that is that's that that's me humble bragging, I guess. A little Trace Jackson Davis and I are in a textual relationship. It feels good. Um, but man, he's got himself a big night tonight because he's his minutes should be up with Draymond Green not going for personal reasons tonight in Denver. And this is the biggest game of the year that the Warriors have played. I mean, opening night is opening night and the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant and all that in town. But these are the defending champs in their gym. This is the biggest game of the year so far for a Warrior teams, which I've just said is, is, is covered in the right kind of vibes, man. It's looking good. <laughs> Otani to the Giants. Stevie P, don't hold your breath, buddy. I appreciate it, though. Um... How about Alan Gordon? D. Bruce on the Plus checking in from Dallas, Texas. Well, thank you very much, Alan. I appreciate that. We got good people checking in all over the place. Oh, look at this. Couldn't help but notice. Sharks won. They actually won a game. They will not go defeated. That's good. It really couldn't have gotten more embarrassing than it got. So, you know, one, 10 and one. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. They took such good care of us up in Calgary. and We had a good time. Ah, Ralph. I miss Ralph. Back when radio was radio, kids. It'll never be again. Certainly not without me. This coffee is really good. By the way, Irwin, we're not into the bag of beans that you dropped off. Not yet, anyways. I got uh, I got to get through what I got in my little container up there. But Erwin, thank you so much for dropping that off at Plus Mania. Uh, thanks to so many of you again. The JJ Raider Ganja Jar. Speaking of cracking open, it's about ready to start happening. The lungs are feeling better and better and better. So we're gonna get right back to polluting them. You know, as a smart person should. And um, man. Sportacus, Nikola Jokic. My father made me speak into a microphone once. Once. Whenever we can get into Johnny Dangerously, I farging suggest you just do it. So nice job, Sportacus, as always. Can the Giants beat the Yankees to Yamamoto? Look at people just talking baseball. Uh, how about this? I won't believe it until I see it. Hey, if I had... A dollar 
for every big move Farhan was supposed to make and then didn't make, we wouldn't need to be continuing on YouTube. I got to retired by now, and so could all of you. I mean, that is, Farhan needs to change this. He needs to change it. If Bob Melvin's going to have any success, it's not going to be with a fucking equation. It's going to be with major leaguers, and he needs to go out and sign major leaguers to major dollars. That's how that works. That's how baseball works. Did you see Brian Cashman yesterday? Did you see Brian Cashman yesterday? Look up some of the Brian Cashman video of him talking to uh, uh, whatever the winter meetings or whatever the hell's going on, wherever he was. Brian Cashman had a media scrum yesterday, and he was pissed, and he's trying to defend himself. Here's the deal, Brian Cashman. Get a left-handed hitter. Look at your ballpark. What are you doing? Like, if I had Brian Cashman's resources, I can't even tell you how much better a job I'd do than he's done with the Yankees. But, oh, did Brian Cashman get all upset? And he's talking about how he's proud of the fact that he's got the smallest analytics department. The Yankees shouldn't have the smallest of anything. I mean, he he was in full, you folks have kicked me around long enough. I think I'm going to mother F you media members standing in front of me for the first time in a long time. I mean, you don't really get press conferences like that out of general managers on the record. Brian Cashman. Not happy. That was funny. If you're into that sort of thing, if you'd like to watch an awkward exchange, at one point, it really looked like there might be a fight between Cashman and a media member. It got heated. I mean, that's the thing. It was getting intense. It was getting intense. And the truth was, is Cashman had a position to defend and he had some points to make that probably had been ignored. And the media had positions to defend and points to make that Cashman probably ignored. And it all came to a head. It was pretty good stuff. Like, if you like the shit show, check it out. RIP Cougar Rebels says, Damon, remember when they said the three-time MVPs were only for legends with the championship ring? Well, you know what? Uh, Jokic got one, and that guy is going to go down as an absolute legend. He is a generational talent. He is someone who took a loser franchise and brought them all the way to the mountaintop, which is, you know, something that... that has, has Kevin Durant ever done that? Nope. No, he hasn't. So what this man's already done is a thing of legend. And uh, again, styles make fights. And what we're about to see in Denver tonight, with or without Draymond, it should be a very interesting fight. If the Warrior shots are fallen, this game should be interesting. If it's a rough shooting night for the Warriors... It, it won't go well. Again, Andrew Wiggins. Play like you got a pair for the first time all year. You've sucked. That's the thing. I thought Andrew's been bad. Like my own eyes have been telling me he's been bad. You go and look at the stats with him out there. It's like, oh, Andrew Wiggins isn't bad. Andrew Wiggins has sucked. He's one of the worst starters in basketball. Level suck. Okay. Okay. There you go. I mean, I, I'm, I'm never going to waste your time. We're not going to go on the fringe of conversations to just hold you here longer when we got a lot of chatting to get into. We got a Club Plus to hop into. And then we're going to serve up a touch of Fiesta Politico, which is going to be worthy of the disco lights. So you've been fairly warned. And this, if you're just listening, 
on the podcast. We'll give you a reason to check it out a little bit later on tonight on YouTube if you are interested in such a thing. But thank you so much for being interested in what we've done so far today. It means an awful lot that you are here. Uh, so many regulars are always reporting for duty before the show even starts. We're truly humbled. And I hope you felt the love back to you in that Plus Mania 2 Electric Boogaloo video, which again, it's out on it's out on Twitter, it's out on Facebook, and later this afternoon, I believe three this afternoon, the premiere is going to go down right on YouTube. So check that out. A great video by Just One Joey. And I got to tell you, the star of the entire video, Mrs. Plus herself, Jillian, sounding great, looking great. God, my wife, she's a fox, man. She really is. My wife is hot, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, and she's uh, one of the most brilliant, uh, supportive women any man in the world could ask for. So thank you, honey. And thanks to all of you. And thanks for tuning in. And I do want to remind you that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.